And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here, the dynamic duo back in action. Joining me, Mr. Roe Hancock. How yeah. are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good, Nick. We're, we're down one man. That's but... a classic case of load management for yeah. Lee. He's the Kawhi Leonard of our team. He he's uh, having a little stint on the sidelines this week. We're uh, saving him for the postseason, making yep. sure he's full bill of health coming into the most crucial part of the season. So we've uh, granted him the week off. But you and I, we'll... Uh, I think we're, we've done it a couple of times, haven't we? We're more than capable. I think we can step up to the plate. Looking forward to this episode, Absolutely. actually. A lot to get through. Slightly different episode this week as well. A big episode in store. We're going to recap some odds and ends as normal. We're then going to go into a bit of a... It's kind of a NBL seasons predictions and awards predictions. Uh, we'll do yep. a couple of the, you know, your notable awards, your MVP, coach of the year, things of the kind. We've also got a couple of kind of novelty and different ones, like your wooden spoon, Mm. uh, team you're most excited to see, player you're most excited to see, things like that. So, And then we'll recap, I I guess, a little more of the NBA the week that was, a couple of the Mm. key talking points from what we've seen from throughout the week. And, uh, yeah, big big show in store. Chuck a block. Guys, as always, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, You know, we really appreciate all the support. We're getting closer and closer to 2,000 followers on Instagram, so... That'll certainly be a nice little milestone and kind of a, what, what's the expression? Just desert or deserve? What, what's the expression? Something for our efforts? Uh, look, it's 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 been a long time coming though, it hasn't is, it? Absolutely. We've, we've been keeping an eye on it for a long while. And Does we, it give us more credibility, do you reckon? It has to, surely. I know, I know for me it was a big milestone when you saw the four digits tick over, get the 1,000. Now we're exactly right. marching towards 2,000. We're so. basically influencers at this stage. I tell you what, we are indeed. <laughs> we are indeed. Another episode, speaking of which, today, our beverage of choice, Shine. Uh, big shout out to them for hooking us up with Oof. the, uh, I guess, the energy, the go-go juice to get us up and about for today's massive episode. So a big thank you Oof. to Shine once again. Hopefully we're still... In the in the works of getting something sorted there, so hopefully in the next week or two, we've got some big announcements coming your way. Um, what? There's not enough hours in the day, is there? Things no. get away. The week it feels like just yesterday we were we were recording uh, last week's episode, but yeah, over the next couple of weeks we'll have some developments, some big news, lots happening. That's always happening at the Daily Dribble headquarters. So, without further ado, though, let's get into let's it. Get into it. First odds and ends for me. Big news. Kind of, it's been a long time coming in itself. Uh, the Kings firing head coach Luke Walton, uh, assistant Alvin Gentry becomes interim head coach. Mm. Um, so, yes. As you said, long time coming, I would have thought. Sacramento have just been severely underachieving and, you know, I, I, th- I think Luke Walton wouldn't be the unhappiest man about being <laughs> terminated in that role because Absolutely. as much as you want to keep your, your role, you certainly, he wasn't really making any progress at Sacramento and I don't think the players were buying in and it's just not a not a great team to um, be in charge of, I wouldn't have thought. Bizarre timing though, isn't it? Because obviously his head's been on the chopping block for a while, mm, has, um, yep. yet we're, you know, 15 to 20 games in. It would have, it feels like it would have made more sense to get a new coach in during the off-season and give them yeah. time to establish, you know, a playing style, a playing system, as opposed to now being thrown in while the season's in full swing, morale's low, mm. you know, heads are starting to drop. Um, it's certainly an unenviable task now for Alvin Gentry, but... Um, I tell you what, though, it does come down to the personnel that you have on your team. It doesn't seem like that long ago, does it, that you remember when Luke Walton was caretaking the Golden State Warriors <laughs> and they had a 20-win 20, a 20 start to yep. the season and... It's it's really about the personnel that you have on your team as well. Of course, the players need to buy in. That's that's you know goes without saying. But at the end of the day, having Steph and Clay on your team as opposed to it helps. You know those blokes. He yeah. Well, let me ask you that because so often it it really is the coaches are that first point of call. As soon as things start to go down the drain, mm. they're the ones that get turfed. Exactly. Do you think it's almost we're putting a little bit too much on the coach? Like the players are the ones. You know, as a coach, you can only do so much. You're not on the court, yeah. you know, when things are actually happening. But, you know, the players are the ones who are just not performing. Yeah. So there needs to be, I think, a little more, not just for Sacramento, but sports across the world, a little more onus on the players oh. getting paid millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And, you know, that's your job. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's it's just an easy out to, to fire the coach. It's almost as if we've done something. Escape, though, um, isn't it? it? It really is. So... Yeah, I think we need a bit more leniency on some coaches. In saying that, I think Luke Walton's time in Sacramento was already expired. So 
Wallowing in yeah. mediocrity once again. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings, for any fans out there, I wouldn't get your hopes, well, hopes too high. I no. think it's going to be another season missing out probably on the plane once again. You know, at this stage early on, it looks like it's going to be them or probably the Timberwolves battling out yeah. for that last plane spot. And I know my money's certainly on the Timberwolves out of the two of those two. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Just a little bit of exciting news here um, before I get into some more dour notes. Clay Thompson Ooh, is yep. cleared to fully participate in practice. We're expecting now, could see return during the week of Christmas. Now, that's only four weeks away. Uh, we're less than a month till the big man comes around down the chimneys. So, exciting times. But exciting times for the Warriors. Oh, it's it's unbelievable to think that they've had this start to the season and they've yet to regain one of the best shooters of all time and one of the really underrated better defensive players in the league as well. Really underrated. Yeah. Really underrated his ability on both ends of the court. And just, uh, it's, we've mentioned it quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, but the Warriors are so fun again. And people, they like they kind of had that, that early rise, Steph winning MVP, and everyone was really on board the hype train. Then when KD came in, kind of, I guess, opinion soured a little bit because it's sure. just felt like they kind of lost their way a little bit. It was just, you know, really chasing the rings, getting KD, everything of the kind, and yep. they lost that identity. Had a couple of years with injuries now, a couple of years down the standings a little bit, but this resurgence, the way they're playing, so loose, so free, so fun, like, you know, as, as a Lakers fan and yourself a Celtics fan, yep. you know, I'm, I'm really on board for the Warriors. I love watching them. I find them just so fun and captivating, and, you know, you see all these highlights on... You know, the NBA website, ESPN, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The Warriors are first and foremost, you know, leading the way in terms of that. Oh, they must watch every single night. Did you see the, the highlights of Steph hitting a few shots and the little celebrations after it? Steph has well and truly... I don't know if he ever lost it, but he's yep. well and truly got his swagger back now. He's he's just on an absolute roll. He's probably... I reckon he's feeling as good as he's ever felt in his career so far, to be honest. You know what surprised me as well? He actually... More so, I've noticed it this season, but even over the last couple of years, he's put on some muscle. Yeah, he's... He's strong. He's able to absorb a bit of contact and yeah. just... He, he's well built and he's able to get the boards now. He's, you know, he's doing everything that he had been doing previously in his yeah. MVP campaigns, but doing it like he, he's he's not Mr. Bates. 33, isn't he? I you believe? see some players when they start to age well. In fact, most players when they start to age, they start to, you know regress and it's just all part of the aging process as I would know but um, it's he he just seems to improve he's sort of like LeBron in the way that he hasn't let his age define the end of his career he's he's probably getting better exactly and it's wicked I guess for Clay just back on that point coming back into it like he's a spot-up shooter so he's coming back from this injury is not going to derail him his shot's still going to be there and they they are you know I think if you were looking at probably odds for the Western Conference I think they might be even favourite now. I think they are. I reckon Especially from what we've seen from the Lakers. The Suns, who we might mention a little bit more later on, are there on a tear. But I think the Warriors would probably be the pick at the moment. And you couldn't blame blame the bookies for making them the the short odds favourite at the moment because everything we've seen so far this season, plus getting Clay back soon... Far out, they're going to be and tough. And Wiseman still to come back. We don't know how yeah. he'll perform, but there's a, there's a lot to like about this team. Indeed, jeez. A couple of dour notes here. Um, PJ Dozier from the Nuggets. He will miss the rest of the season um, after a torn left ACL, and it just continues to the Nuggets injury woes. They oh, are does. in a world of disarray at the moment. Jokic, Murray, Porter Jr., Dozier now. They are really thin, and yep. they're really in just a bit of a freefall crisis management mode because... You know, there were such high hopes. They've been on the edge of nearly, you know, kind of pushing through that glass ceiling. For sure. But yep. this, um, you know, things couldn't have gone any worse for them this season. Yeah, it's it's hard to cover injuries at the best of times, but they've had a horrid run, haven't they? And after a certain amount of time, the amount of injuries that, you know, Denver Nuggets have suffered so far this year and yep. last year with Jamal Murray, it's hard to, it's hard to keep your head above water so to speak and yep. eventually you sort of succumb to it a little bit and yeah you got to feel sorry for them because they're a team who at full strength I have as much faith as any team in the league 100%. that they can make it far but yeah they've, they've struggled with a few injuries unfortunately. Another big injury as well to a young star on the rise Colin Sexton of the Cavs will miss the rest of the season after undergoing surgery on a torn left meniscus so mm. um, a bit of blowing you know the Cavs who started so promise, prominent blah, 
How do you promise? Promise, <laughs> promisingly, promisingly. There, there we, we go. go. There the we go. There's always each week. There's one word that always stumps us. That's this week's got, word. Got there in the end. Um, so promisingly, Colin Sexton. We know like there's been some disharmony more so last season. They started the yep. season so well. Cool, come back to earth a little bit um, in the last week or two. Yet they're a fun team to watch, and this is a big blow for them just because they were really starting to fire Sexton and Garland in that backcourt together, having Rubio off. Coming off the bench, yep. playing like a goddamn MVP for some games, um, you know it does hurt. But I think now, like this is, we've spoken about it, we've mentioned it. This is really Garland's time to it shine is. and yeah. assert himself as he is that clear face of the franchise. You know, without Sexton, we've we've mentioned it. I think we mentioned it last week, but he's he's far and away the biggest benefactor of. Um, Colin Sexton's injury and we don't like players getting injured obviously particularly exciting players like Colin Sexton but if there is a positive side we're going to probably see the next you know step of Darius Garland's career and who knows like Colin Sexton's time in Cleveland particularly with this injury and there was already talk prior to the injury that how how would Garland and Sexton coexist if Cleveland have a half decent season this year without Colin Sexton I wouldn't be surprised if they looked to dish him off next year. I think so, and probably while you know this injury absolutely does not help that, but why his value is still quite high. Yes, I think a lot yep. of teams would certainly be more than keen to take a chance on him uh, sure. with salary yep. cap space. So you know, it's there's a silver lining in it. You have got to make lemonade out yes. of these pretty sour lemons that have been given to <laughs> you. But um, yeah, the Cavs been a real fun watch this year. I have you been. Know, they've, Surprising. Well, their records, you know, I think they're. What are they nine and ten now, or something of the kind? They've had a you know a couple of losses in the last week or two. Yet every game they've lost, they've been right in. They've lost a sure. lot, a lot yeah. of close games. So you know their record could be better than what it was. They've had quite a few people out with injuries here and there. Kevin Love coming back, but uh, yeah, it's fun seeing the Cavs are good again. Indeed, I'm going to do a quick point transition to the NBL for a quick point. Yes. Then come back to the NBA because it's quite a big talking point. This NBA piece I've got. Okay. On the NBL front, the Jack Jumpers, we're going to mention some more of the NBL news in a momentarily. Um, but the Jack Jumpers, all us fans out there, we're waiting to hear back on test results on Captain Clint Steindl. He, uh, it was a dislocated finger he suffered the other night in the, their NBL Blitz game. Um, so I think in the next 24 hours or so, we should hear back. But certainly a lot of people sweating. You know, that's not ideal in their preparations. Your captain going down only a, what are we now, a week away from the mm-hmm. season tipping off. He seems to be like, it's early days, but he seems to be like that heart and soul player of our franchise. And to have a player, even if he's going to be out sort of short term, is still not ideal yep. at the start of our NBL, um, I, I guess NBL start as a team. Yep. But um, yeah, we, we love Clint. He's become a fan favourite, I think. Straight away. Already. Yeah. Straight away. And that just translates the way he is on the court, but also yes. off the court. And that has... You know, the, the reason why he was unanimously voted as our inaugural captain. Um, so certainly waiting with, uh, not anticipation, but with, I guess, holding our breath Bated to see what breath, the results yep. are. But that's, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one we're looking forward to see what the results are there. But we'll mention the NBL a little bit more in a moment. Now, I don't know if you saw this row or not. Was it yesterday or the day before? Bleacher Report released their top 20 players. Under 24 years old. Didn't say it, but lay now, some names on I'm going to grab this here. I'm going to read out the list. There's quite a few points that have just... Contentious? I'm, I'm still can't quite wrap my head around. Oh, um, okay. Here you know, go. often these spark quite a lot of debate, and they're often regarded pretty poorly, these lists they release, and I think this might be one This might be one of them. One okay. of them. So here we go. I'll, I'll just go through 1 to 20. Number 1, Ja Morant. Luka Doncic, number two. LaMelo Ball, three. Number four, Anthony Edwards. Five, Tyrese Maxey. Six, Tyler Hero. Seven, Evan Mobley. Eight, Jason Tatum. <laughs> nine, Trey Young. Ten, Miles Bridges. Eleven, Scotty Barnes. Twelve, Jarrett Allen. Thirteen, De'Aaron Fox. Fourteen, Cade Cunningham. Fifteen, Cole Anthony. Sixteen, Darius Garland. Seventeen, DeAndre Ayton. 18, Tyrese Halliburton, 19, Kevin Herter, and 20, Franz Wagner. Now... You lost me at number eight. Yeah. Now, come yeah. on. Let's let's just start. I... We'll start from number one, I think. Ja Morant, I, I love. I think he's phenomenal. He's so, so exciting, so exciting. Arguably one of the most exciting players in the league. Do you, top, top 20 players under 24 
So are you having him above Luka Doncic? No, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. I'm not I'm having... I, as I said, love Ja Morant, got nothing against yep. him. But when you've got guys like Luka Doncic, when you've got guys like... I cannot believe... And this is this sounds so bad. I know this would roll you up this one. I cannot believe Jason Taylor yep. made it to eight. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Who was there? Trey Young was, was Trey Young, quite number low. nine. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that first point, Ja Morant, like, I love. But, yeah, absolutely. I think Luka Doncic is... I, I think he's undoubtedly number one in my eyes for this list. Yeah. I think Jason Tatum's in the top couple, for yep. sure. But yeah. having him eight is outrageous. Disgusting. Um, the other big point... Now, come on. What... He's been great, you know, the last couple of games since the season starts. But in what world... Is Tyrese Maxey number five? Now, if this isn't recency bias, they're I don't basing know this on like three or four games, yeah. and they've got him above Trey Young, Jason Tatum. He's spots <laughs> ahead of Jason Tatum. Are you kidding me? It makes me sick. That that list quite literally makes me sick. I'm feeling a bit ill in the belly now. But I that's just, I, I was reading it and I read it twice. I read it three times, and I, my brain just couldn't process it. Like, is this this has to be a piss take? Well, the thing is with these lists, they they. They create these lists to get people talking, don't they? They oh, at the end here of, we are. At the, yeah, and at the end of the day, it's it's sparked. I would have thought I haven't seen this list. I haven't seen the online reaction to it, but I would have thought there'd be a bit of outraging in regards to some of these picks on on this list. Um, but that's what it's designed to do. So and DeAndre eight and seventeen, seventeen. Like I think Jared Allen's great, but for him to be at twelve and eight, eight and seventeen, blew me away. Um, yeah, there you go. I'll show you the list as well. Yep. Evan Mobley at seven. Again, we've only seen a handful of games from him, but to have him, again, above players such as Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Miles Bridges, etc., etc., is just, that's really puzzling. And that's and- given me a migraine, full blown migraine, just looking at that list. I've just seen Evan Mobley's going to be a great player. We know this. Tyrese Maxey's shown really good signs this year, but having seen those two names ahead of. Um, Trey Young and Jason Tatum. It makes me sick. I, I it does. Again, I'm all for silver linings, all for glass half full. It does give me hope. You yes. know, if some of these dimwits, were, yes, yeah. you know, I love Bleacher Report, love what they do. Big fan, big fan, right here. But if this is what they're <laughs> producing, it gives hope to people like you and I. Wow. We, we should be, we should have our own TV show. We could just come up with some absolute rubbish, pure rubbish. Yeah. and Pure nonsense and people would just flock to it. Talk it. Maybe we should do a bit more of that, a bit more, bit more shit talking. <laughs> i tell you what, I reckon we could come up with a bit. That I reckon we, that would call for a, probably a pretty hot, hot incoming episode. I reckon. A, a I beverage reckon. or two. We could come yeah. up with some nonsense. Yeah. I know. Okay. Just a little story time. Here we go. <laughs> you, you had gone to bed last week. Yes. I, uh. Went out last week for some work drinks. Yep. Boss man had the old card out. I made the most of it, lived it up to the fullest. You've just had a, a few of those ones. A couple, couple of few of them yep. and a couple of froth wires, happy days. Yep. And um, I, do, I am the biggest shit talker when I have a drink. Like and and just, when you're not drinking as well. Yeah. But, but, but more but so when you have It's enhanced. Like, I think I, my cognitive functioning yep. is just dialed up to 110%. And you now I got picked up at about 9.30, 10 o'clock because yep. by that point I'd just about passed out and put my head in a water fountain and whatever the case may be. For yes. any of our younger listeners, drink responsibly. Absolutely. But, yeah, got picked up about 10, and my partner, Annabelle, your sister, and yep. your partner, Caitlin, yep. got home about 10.30 until about 1.30, 2 o'clock. I'm just chewing their ear off. Just, just pearls of wisdom coming out. Motivational talk, meaning of life, busting out statistics left, right, and centre, and... Um, yeah, I digress slightly, but I think you and I, a couple of couple of drinks, some shit talk, just some shock jock reactions here. We could uh, come up with some pearls. It really is performing, performance enhancing, isn't it? Why do people take these performance enhancing drugs? I, I honestly <laughs> just think... Just a few froths out of, the, out of the town and they, they'd be on the way. It's like a seesaw, isn't it? There's a fine line. You have a couple and you're just in that optimum yes, spot, but it's yep. a very fine line. You go one or two over and you're in for a, a torrid time. Exactly right. We love it. Drink responsibly. Um, so there you go. Yeah, just just back on that though. Unbelievable stuff there. So is your number one just on that last point? Who who would your number one be? It's Luca and then Daylight for me, and yep. that's that, that's no disrespect to the rest of that list, but Luca is so far ahead of everyone else on that list. It's not funny. Yeah, maybe I'd put Jason Tatum in that second spot. I reckon. Yep. Um, John Morant, Trey Young. I'd I wouldn't mind Jamarin at number three, to be honest with you. But you're not yeah. having Tyrese Maxi at number not five. Not having like, Tyrese Maxi at number five. I know. Five. I've, I've given my more so the Celtics as a whole bit of flack for the um, Jason Tatum this year, but mm. I would have him in that 
you know, I think Luca and Daylight too. Yeah. Tatum in that probably second tier as well. I would so, have thought so. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff there. Bleacher Report, keep doing you. <laughs> Excellent. Anything from you for odds and ends, Ro? Uh, little odds and ends for me. And, Brilliant. And take this with a grain of salt because, you know, we don't know how many reliable reports there are out there. But did you hear throughout the week that our old mate, Benny Simmons. Oh, I, yes. He's running out of money quickly by the sounds of it. I, I, geez, he, he might be out in the street soon enough. Apparently, all these fines that he's incurring at the moment, meaning that his, his bank account's getting a bit low, a bit low on the old funds at the moment. And do you hear the other point? That he's he, buying a car every, every month. Every or month something? he's yeah. buying a new car. He's like, just going to the Lambo dealership and saying, give us your newest model. And yeah, yeah, he's, oh. What's he doing with them though? Do you reckon he's collecting them or is he like a month? Had enough of that. Let's pitch it and get a new one. Is he upselling them? Oh, upselling. Is he Gary Veen it and flipping it? I don't know. Well, he, he wouldn't be running out of money if he had been doing <laughs> yeah. that. He's, but, um, yeah, you got, oh, I just don't understand how these players, particularly in Ben Simmons' situation at the moment, because we know that he's getting fined by the sounds of it enormous amounts. Enormous. To be so irresponsible and silly with, with your money. And, and I know yeah. for us as well, and every single NBA fan out there, this drama... Like, it's growing pretty thin now, I think. Like, we've yeah. all had enough of it. Like, yes, I know for yeah. us, we're all sick of talking about things like this and fines and mental health. Well, not mental health. We know how important that is. But, like, we just want to see him on the court. Yeah, exactly. Such a talented guy. Yes. Still so young. So much to offer the league and to so many teams out there. Mate, just step on the court. A guy who many people are saying, if he could get his shooting right, could be the equivalent of LeBron James just in terms of how influential he is in every aspect of the game. Offensively, defensively, playmaking, IQ. He's got it all, but there's something amiss with him at the moment, which is quite clear to see. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know for myself, I would... uh, Left or right? We'll say left. Give up my left nut to have a crack in the NBA (laughs) to play a few games. And he's just... No... No, happy days, happy to sit in the sidelines. Yeah, so, it's so disappointing, so yeah. disappointing. But uh, look, I, I I wish him all the best because I hope he's out there sooner rather than later. But just Sacramento's the team, though, isn't it? We spoke about yeah. just earlier. They're the team, their defensive woes are very well known. That's where they struggled so much. They've got the pieces to make They've something happen. They've got the happen. pieces, yep. Um, love to see it. Yep. Love to sure. see it. Get, you know, both parties, I think, would be happy. Sacramento having some defensive you know, prowess once again. Yeah. Um, Philly just getting something that's going to play on the court as opposed to Simmons sitting there. You know, let's make it happen. Let's yep. make some magic. Fire up the trade machine, boys. Let's get it happening. Yep. Anything else, right? No, that's about it for me. Beautiful. Let's do it, my man. We've spoken about this for a little while now. The NBL, it starts on the 3rd of December next week now. Wow. It oh. has been an absolutely frenetic build-up. The NBL Blitz has been a raging success. Um, with the Jack Jumpers beating the Cairns Taipans last night. Fantastic stuff there. But with the season about to start, we thought we'd do... It is a bit of a preview. It is a bit of a preview. It's kind of going to be a pretty quick and loose preview. We are looking to amp up more NBL talk this season, just with the Jack Jumpers coming to life, where you know over the last couple of seasons, I've certainly become a lot more heavily invested as the league's grown, the quality's grown. For sure. Yourself getting into it more now. It's um, Yeah, more so this year for me. An um, exciting little period. Yeah, absolutely. No, keen to keen to um get into this and you know as i was saying you know i haven't i haven't necessarily been heavily invested in the nbl for very long but i've been doing a bit of research lately and a bit, a bit more interest in it particularly with the jack jumpers coming into the competition so we'll see we'll see how it how it all pans out but i'd love to hear out there from you guys as well you know have you you know seen any anything from the nbl over the last year or two mm. is it something you're more looking forward to is it something you want to hear more about so for us as podcasters we can kind of tailor our episodes a little bit more to what you guys want absolutely um but yeah i i I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen any of the games or the talent guys check it out it is i really strongly believe you know behind the nba it is becoming one of the top couple of leagues in the world it's yes really making a march to that number two spot so uh yeah i implore you all to check it out for the upcoming season for sure do you want to kick us off let's start on we might start with our finalists and winner okay sure so you know i found this really really hard for a lot of these awards because i think the league is so well-rounded now as a whole yes i think every team there's a lot to like you know there's no teams that i looked at and thought Ooh, they are, you know, in strife. Yeah, I think every yeah. team has a lot to like. It's very even. 
But my finalist and winner, I think in the M- uh, the M- I was about to say the NBL, NBA, NBA. the NBL yeah. finals for next season, I've got the Perth Wildcats. Yes, they are just the the powerhouse team of the competition for the last decade or two. They've really been. had an incredible stretch, and the team that uh, really gave Melbourne United a run for their money in the semi-finals last year, the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Now, yes, yep. Um, for both these teams, I've got the winner being the Perth Wildcats. Bryce Cotton, I saw something the other day saying he really is the LeBron James of the NBL. Like he is, he's won that many MVPs. He is the most well-known player in the league. He really elevates the quality and just puts on a show night in and night out. Yes, for sure. But I think if you pair alongside him, our mate, friend of the show, Vic, Vic Law, Oof. tremendous stuff there. We loved having a chat to Vic last season, um, but I think that combination is really, really going to be quite unstoppable. Um, the emergence as well of Luke Travers. We saw him get more game time last season. The young gun certainly be looking for a spot probably next season's NBA draft. He'll be yes, yep. increased game time, a lot more responsibility, and really putting his best foot forward. But on the uh, you know the South Wales East Melbourne Phoenix, mm. oh, I, we, I said his name the other week, and I got it, Zook. Q? Is he Q? <laughs> the, the Asian sensation, oh, big centre coming in from the CBA, uh, spent time with the Houston Rockets, pairing him alongside Ryan Brockoff, Mitch Creek. Um, you know, they've got a really star-studded team with a lot of shooters, a lot of capable players. For sure. Um, yep. But yeah, I think the Perth Wildcats do it once again. No, that's a very fair prediction. I've In my finalists, I've also got Perth. And I, I, I think, even though I'm not a... I haven't been heavily invested in the NBL. You still hear over the last decade, as you were mentioning, how dominant Perth have been. They've been probably the team of the league for, for yeah, probably the last 10 years or so. So I've got Perth in there, along with Melbourne United, who I'm actually very interested to see how the they go this with, um, uh, with a bloke who I'll mention shortly. But, yeah, as you as you're mentioning, Nick, like having once in a – generation type player in Bryce Cotton he'll probably go down when it's all said and done as one of the best players if not the best player to play in the NBA him and Andrew Gaze I reckon yes. I reckon like Gazy, I think won was it six or seven MVPs um, the Gazy. face of the league uh, incredible I used to uh, rock his shoe line back in primary school yes, old Andrew yep. Gaze uh, fantastic stuff there but yeah, Bryce Cotton is just... He's next level. He's, <sighs> he, he, he probably should be in the NBA when you think about it. Like, he's just... Outside of the NBA, he's one of the best players in the world. And we heard um, our, our coach, Scotty, Mr. Scott Roth, um, you know, saying that same point. Like, he's yep. a phenomenal talent. And, you know, if there's a player you really want to tune in and, and watch, like if you're getting into the NBL, Bryce Cotton's the guy. He's the guy for sure. And you're mentioning, obviously, Vic Law. He's... We, we've got a soft, we've got a real soft spot for Big Law. Such we a do. good bloke. Even Je- um, Jesse Wagstaff as well yep. for for the Perth Wildcats. But on the Melbourne United side of things, my man Delhi. I'm so excited to see when Delhi comes down here. I'm tempted to get caught. You and I after this might have to like we've looked at a few. I know I've looked at a few ticks. We're going to have to actually lock in. And, We're going to have to um, lock that one in. Get it there. Do a little couple of live videos. The atmosphere oh, will be electric. So keen to have, so keen to have Delhi back in in the Australian league and Chris Golding as well, who I think is another guy who's who. Uh, it's quite confusing how he hasn't got a gig in the NBA at some at some He's stage incredible. of his career. He last season was just lights out. Yes. And I think the only reason I didn't have them in, I think the loss of Jock Landale. It hurts. It does absolutely hurt. massive. Him and Goulding together were just the most dynamic big man, small man yes. combo in the league. Yep. Um, so I think that hurts them, but adding in Delhi, it's like they're going to be so fun to watch. One star out, one star in. It's just, yeah, it's going to be incredible. So I love it. Well, Roy, while you're on the, on, on fire here, take it away. Who is your MVP? Who is your pick for the the coveted MVP award. Look, I, I think in the NBL, from what I gather, I don't think there's as much narrative as there is in the NBA, um, which is why yep. the man who we, we spoke about just then, Bryce Cotton, I feel like he's got another one coming up. I just feel like he's so good Sometimes in this a simple answer is, is the right the correct answer. answer. Yep. It, absolutely. And, and to be honest, when I was looking into it, I thought there are a few other names who could be more interesting to mention and predict as the MVP. But if I... 
I'm being honest. I think he he's won three of the last four MVPs yeah. in the league, and I wouldn't be surprised if he turns it into four of the last five. To be honest, he's that good yep. in this league. Miles ahead of the next best player. Yeah. Um, and particularly given that um, Perth will no doubt be probably top. I'd be surprised if they weren't top three. Yep. And I'm expecting them to finish top two. So I think he's going to be MVP once again. I like that. No, I was I was so close to putting him down. Yes. I was um, also I nearly had Tyler Harvey from the Illawarra Hawks had a yes, fantastic yeah. season last year and really looks to be you know I think ready to really assert himself as one of the top players in the league. I've gone a bloke. I had him I think last year as MVP and I, th- I thought he was pretty much going to win it yep. um, after his stint with the Boomers. Phenomenal stuff. He was absolutely just a guiding force for the Bullets last season. I've gone Nathan Sobey. Yeah. Star, uh, superstar. He is wicked to watch. He just controls the game so well. He's got such a great outside shot as well as being able to slither his way inside. His yes. playmaking ability is second to none. And I think he's really going to stand out and put up quite quite hefty statistics. And, you know, as you said, Ro, there's not so much of the narrative in the mm, NBL. There's not. A lot plays the part of record, um, of statistics, things like that. So I think he's really going to be able to, you know, really show out. Particularly uh, without Vic Law there as well. I think he's going to, as you were mentioning, like sometimes it's hard to win the MVP when you've got multiple contributors on that And I think that, that might be the case with Cotton. I think yeah. he's still going to show out and be phenomenal, but I think, yeah. you know, in that statistics column, Vic might take a bit of it, um, yep. which they're going to be awesome to watch as a duo. But, yeah, I, I love what Sobe did last season, and he carried that over to his time with the Boomers. Um, and that experience playing up against some of the best in the world is going to be nothing but, you know, just aces for him in his development as well. At 32, 33, he's mm. really, you know, he's not at the back end of his career. He's kind of in the back oh, prime right. of it. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, I think this is really a year where he can uh, clinch the big one. I like that, and I can definitely see it happening. Excellent. Um, I'll, we might transition next to the wooden spoon. Yes, Um I'll go if you want. Yeah, good man. I've I've gone with the Ken's type ends to be honest. Yeah, um, it's a tough one because we love the Jack Jumpers, and there's many people who think that we're going to be far and away the worst team. But who said that? Uh, well, the, there's pundits out there, and I don't like it at all. So I'm yeah. not going to be one of those pundits. I good. I think Ken's type end. We took we took care of them in the NBL Blitz the other day, and they. They just seem a bit one-dimensional. Like, I know it's pre-season and you can't read too much into this, but I just feel like they were very heavily reliant on, you know, one or two players. And if it didn't work, um, they were struggling to come up with alternative um, options. So, I think the Cairns Taipans, I certainly think they'll be towards the bottom of the the ring and um, full full support for the Tassie Jack Jumpers. I I certainly don't think they'll be um, succumbing to them again. Well, I'm going to get your thoughts on the Jack Jumpers shortly. Okay. Um, My one for this, now, I was, I thought the the Taipans for a moment, I nearly put them down, but I think compared to the team I'm about to mention, I think, I like that Cairns has a really good go-to scoring option in Scotty Machado. He is, he's he's wicked. He was elite last season, so like, I didn't watch that many Taipans games, but, oh no, actually I did watch more than, the average bear, and he was uh, he but, was one of those guys. Just quickly, who they were very yeah. heavily reliant. Him and Jordan Nugtie were just yes. really big key parts of that team. And I think having a guy who you can go to in the clutch sets them apart from the team. Who is my pick? Um, they've looked good in preseason. Yet I'm going the Adelaide Thirty Sixes, and this is partly due to the fact I think you know Kai mm. Soto will be great, Mitch McCarron will be great, but I just don't think on the offensive end they're going to have enough. No giddy. This, no, no giddy. giddy. Uh, no. Giddy is a massive loss. It a is. massive, massive loss. And we joke about it, but he's an but he was for as young loss, as yeah. he was. What he offered, you know, it's, we've seen it translate to OKC. His rebounding, his passing, even his shot has developed and yep. was, you know, growing last season as well. It is a big hole to fill. Um, as I said at the top of this little NBL segment, you know, I I found this hard as well. This question, just sure. because I think. You know, there's something I like about all the teams. So it really was, for a few of them, like uh, chopping and changing yeah, who's yeah. where. But, yeah, I just think on the – like, I think defensively they're going to be good. But, you know, you still do need to put up points for as good as you are on the defensive end. Exactly. Good offense always beats good defense. So I think they'll struggle on that end a little bit. That's a fair prediction. Uh, let's go to the player you're most excited to see. I might take us away with this one. Go for it, Nick. 
I've gone from the Illawarra Hawks, Justinian Jessa. Um, what a name. He, I, I, Incredible. He's, he's wicked. That. He's wicked. Picked up, uh, was last season in the NBA draft, the 51st pick, Golden State Warriors picked him up. He was put in the, was it the NBL Next Stars like program? Yes. Yep. Uh, so he spent his first season, last season with the Hawks, really showed out. Back this season after coming off a pretty successful stint with the Warriors in, you know, the Summer League. So, you know, I've read quite a few reports on him over the last couple of weeks that the Warriors are really paying close attention. They've still got his rights. Um, so paying really close attention to him mm. and what he does. Yes. So I think, you know, with that extra year of development, that little bit of extra incentive that he could, you know, the back end of the season, maybe get a roster spot. Um, I think he is going to rise to the occasion. And, you know, I love what he, like, I love his confidence to shoot three ball. He is not afraid whatsoever and, you know, a little bit wiser now. I think he's going to mm. knock it down with really strong confidence. He's a guy who I reckon gets bums on seats as well. And yep. he's a guy who, who's very influential for, for your ticket sales throughout the year. Absolutely. Um, you need those kind of players. Likewise, my my player for the Jack Jumpers, Josh Adams. We mentioned him last week. It's it's hard for him. I know Clint Steindl was a heart and soul, but it's hard based off what we've seen so far from Josh Adams to not be the fan favourite, not be the guy who we're most excited to see on, on our um, roster. And I was mentioning... His athleticism. Oh, it's like Russell Westbrook it level. Is, it like, is. It is just phenomenal. It, you saw him live the other week. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a dangerous combination of, as you are mentioning, athleticism, just electricity. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's a guy who... People are going to be flocking in to see down here particularly. Yeah. Um, and I reckon his name will make waves around the league I'm fairly sorry. short. He's probably not a household name down here just yet, but wait until he plays a few games and he, he'll be um, he'll be spoken about. I said last week, I think it was, he reminds me of like Denver Nuggets, J.R. Smith. You did say that? Just, yep. in, just in the way that he presents himself. He's got a lot of swagger to him. He does. Um, and a lot of athleticism. So... Looking forward to seeing Joshy Adams and um, the Jack Jumpers in general. All so, right. Well, that'll tie in with my last question. But before that, Coach of the Year, I have gone our man, Scott Roth. Scotty. Um, I think, you know, it's a little bit biased, you know, as a Tassie native, as a Jack Jumpers fan, I'm all aboard the hype train. But I think what he's going to bring to this team, his experience, um, the team they've kind of, I guess, formatted. Yeah. I think they're really going to establish a really clear identity, establish a really... Um, you know, direct way of playing, and they're really going to play with a lot of heart and soul. I think a team that's going to be really competitive every night, I think he's going to be able to harness, you know, those integral pieces that they've got from Perth, those culture pieces, and really build something that win, lose, or draw, no draw in the NBAs, um, (laughs) win, lose, they're going to show up every night. And so I I think, you know, I think he might get it. I'll tie it in with my last question in a moment, but I've I've gone the big man. I love that pick as well, and I haven't gone with Scotty, but I can say I can see something like that happening because I feel like the Jack Jumpers, and as as biased as we may sound, I think they're they're going to surprise a few teams this year. Yep. They'll probably go into each game as the underdogs, but I reckon they love playing with that mentality. Even that. in the Blitz the other yep. day, they just seemed like. No, no real pressure. Yep. Like they're ready to go. So yep. I can lose. I can see that happening. Um, I've gone with Scott Morrison from the Perth Wildcats. So I think Skymo. <laughs> yes, Skymo. Sky so uh, no, yeah, no, not yeah. What a what a name. Not yeah. our not our prime not minister. Our PM, He's not um, doubling up in, an, in another role, is he? N- I wouldn't have thought so. No, unless okay. it, no. but I, th- I think the Perth Wildcats. Their their record will be too hard to ignore and I think they're going to be right up there and I think as I was saying before I think the NBL is more as opposed to narrative it's more so common sense in terms of if you have the record behind you um, you're probably going to take out that award whether it be MVP um, you know coach of the year he has got big shoes to fill Trevor Gleeson was yep. one of the most well, well definitely the most well-known coaches in the NBL off in the NBA now but like that guy's nutter. Yes, he would just like stomp on the court. He, would, I don't know how he didn't get ejected. He was always treading such a fine line of getting ejected every game. But yes. really, that culture and what they've created, he was a huge part behind that. So Scomo here, as it's we're going to dub him, has got big shoes to it, fill. It's going to be interesting though to see to see because as you were saying, like culture is such a difficult thing to create. You know, in a professional sporting yeah. league. But once you've got it. 
um, it's so beneficial for your success and yeah. for retaining your your players and and whatnot. And now that Trevor Gleeson's gone, it's going to be interesting to see how the Perth Wildcats react to that. Absolutely. Last question on the NBL front row. Sure. One I didn't mention to you, just off the top of the dime here. How do you think the Jack Jumpers will go? Where do you see them finishing? Like, yep. what are your what are your thoughts on them? Oh, look, you know, first year in the league, I, I'm a I'm a dreamer, but I'm a realist at the same time. So I think at the end of the day, we're not going to be top three. I don't think we're yep. going to be top four. And but I think we're likely to surprise a few few teams throughout the year. I reckon, as I was just mentioning before, I reckon we're going to go into each game. We're going to be laughed at as as a opposition but i think at the end of the day we've got nothing to lose we've got a really solid core group of players our team's actually stacked it actually i I was looking through the list like our team the quality we have and the actual depth we've got is fantastic i think we've really got one of the better lists in the whole nbl i think so as well And and a guy who we haven't mentioned that much um, but he's been really impressive in the in the preseason. He's I want to say his name correctly. Is it Maget or Maggetti or I, I, I forget? Yeah, Maget maybe. But he's a he's a lights out shooter and his yeah. IQ's through the roof as well. He's another guy who I'm quite excited to see. Um, but I'm really keen to see the Jack Jumpers. It sounds like we're being biased, but I'm actually I'm speaking with my head and heart here in saying that I think they're going to surprise a few people this year. Well, I've got them fifth. I think they're going to be up there. And I think, as I said, every night they're going to play hard. They've got nothing to lose. You know, first year, you know, we're all excited down here as Tasmanians to have a team that's our own. We're going to be getting behind them to the, you know, the utmost. But they're going to be able to play loose and free. As a first-year team, a new franchise, nothing to lose. So I think they're going to come out and, as you said, surprise a lot of people. I've got them fifth. I think they're going to be in and around the playoff uh, pitcher. And I think, like, they're going to... Cause quite a lot of upsets, and I think the list is almost been underrated. It has. Like, been. There's a lot yeah. to like from the guards' positions to the big men. Like, I, I think we're going to uh, do some damage. I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. That word that we were talking about before, culture. Mm. I feel like the culture within the Tassie Jack Jumpers team at the moment has already been created. Like, yep. and it's hard to say because we the actual regular season hasn't started, but we've seen so much sort of. Even like behind the scenes stuff yeah. because we've been, we've been so invested in you know how the squad's progressing. Yep. It looks like they're all like really good mates at the moment, and, and that's key. Seen like on their social media, it's a lot of team building. Saw the boys the other day, might have been yesterday, all out playing golf like that. Yes, yeah. Going to all the schools, doing a lot of interaction with the community, but with one another as well. And like I think, you know, as we said, we've alluded to a lot of those culture pieces. Will Magnay Steindl from Perth, you know. Every other Tom, Dick, and Harry, like it's really a really good, strong team. I yes. think, and I think especially if we're able to get off to like a couple of wins early, hmm. um, and set the tone, get a bit of momentum rolling. Like momentum in any sporting sense is just key. Oh. And if we can get it rolling early, the fans, like I think initially, you know, having something new, everyone's going to get out and support them. Yes, yeah. And often you see that drop off a little bit. It's, it's you know, it's just the way the world is. But if we get a bit of momentum, we're up the standings. We're looking good. We're playing an exciting brand of ball. Um, yeah, watch out! I'm very excited. It's going to be a fantastic year. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? The Jack Jumpers is, and look, I'm I'm not a huge soccer fan, but in in Australia in the A League, there was a team called the Western Sydney Wanderers. Absolutely, very very new to the league. Yep. Um, in the A League, and they, I think they may have won in their first. Year or two in the league, didn't they? they went to the Asian they, Champions League. Yeah, they they came on very quickly. No one yep. gave them a chance, just due to the fact that it was, they sort of seemed like a novelty, like it was yeah. new team in the league. Let's just have a have a laugh at these guys. Yeah, but goodness me, I reckon the Tassie Jack Jumpers are they're going to shock a few of you guys. I reckon. Brilliant, mate. NBL season tips off next week. Tell you what, for any of our Australian listeners out there, awesome. It's been in the off season a massive, massive deal going down with the actual uh, TV rights and things of the kind. So a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the games are going to be on free-to-air TV. Oh, um, how all on KO, if you don't have KO, Foxtel, whatever else, but a lot on free-to-air TV. So be sure there's going to be heaps and heaps of basketball to digest. Uh, we're certainly going to be speaking a lot more about the NBL. Really excited to sink our teeth into it. I really do implore all of you guys to check it out. I think you're really going to be surprised by the quality the league possesses, and it's only yeah. getting better, as we've said. You know, over the last couple of years, players like Lamelo, RJ Hampton, you know, everyone else giddy. coming, Giddy, yep. Giddy, 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 get in there, Gids. Um, <laughs> you know, and players like Cotton Sobey, 
like the league is so the quality is just you know right up there. And you mention those players and and their their testimony, like they've come out of this league, gone into the best league in the world, and, and shown out. And they're shown out, and they've and they've said multiple times on record that you know their development wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for the NBL. Um, so I think it's it's a league that's on the rise and very very keen to see what comes out of it this year. Mate, beautiful Come on, Jack Jumpers. We're looking forward to it, guys. Check it out. Before we end up, we're going to do a, another... Once again, we love doing a bit of a NBA talk, the week that was, discussing a few key pieces to come out a of few, it. a few big things that happened this week. I'm going to start with... I'm going to... Uh, I, I kind of had not an order to it, but I'm going to start with the point of the, the Phoenix Suns. They, as of today, they knocked off the Knicks. They are on a 15-game unbeaten run. Now, I know for myself... You know, it might have been a little bit of an NBA Finals hangover. They started, I think it was one and four or one mm-hmm. on three or something, and we were like, oh. Not ooh, sure what, about a bit here? of a hangover yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Are they, are they the team we thought they were? Did they have good fortune last season? But, wow, we, they are playing such an exciting brand of ball. And what I like almost feels as if last year we saw so much of Chris Paul. Yes, um, yep. Kind of doing the, you know, the statistics, the leadership, everything of the kind. He's still doing that, still playing fantastic. And even with eight and missing games early, but Devin Booker has stepped up and has really, you know, more consistently found his offensive groove. Yes, and yep. they just look so much better when he's firing. Um, they are, they are, again, a team that we're probably underrating a little bit, but really should be feared. I think. Yep, I, I, I was a bit worried. Not worried, but at the start of the season, you know, when these teams who you think are going to perform really well. Um, in the regular season, get off to a slow start. There are a few question marks yeah. that start to creep up on you, but yeah, they're back. They're back to where I reckon the majority of people thought that they'd yeah. be. Um, and they're a team to be feared. You, any team going up against them this year are going to have a tough time of it because they've got a perfect mix of um, just pure talent, IQ, leadership, role play, guys who are willing to give up, you know, statistics to. Help the team. I like JaVale McGee. When Aiton's off, he's yep. looking fantastic. And it's great being able to bring on your second unit with players like Campaign or Cam yes. Johnson. Yep. You know, Sarich is out at the minute, but McGee, Landry Shamit, and have confidence that they're going to he- help. Yes. Maybe yep. not only keep the ship afloat, but like enhance what the, the starting five has done. So exactly they're right. in a really good position at the moment. The Phoenix Suns, look out for them. How about through, throughout the week? I'm sure we also, you would have had to be living under a rock not to see this, but the LeBron-Isaiah Stewart altercation, if we're going to call it an altercation, it was nearly malice at the Palace part two, wasn't it? It was so... When was that? It feels like it was ages ago now. It feels hey? like it was ages ago, but it was within the last week. Yeah. It was early, early last week. But um, goodness me, that, that had the potential to... It, it was still quite frightening what happened, but that had the potential to... Crowds to come on, everything like he was—he was honestly like a man possessed, Stuart. For anyone who didn't see it, I'm pretty sure all of you would have. Mm. Um, it was a free throw. LeBron's, you know, kind of—they were tied up. Him and Stuart. LeBron swung the elbow, or smacked, smacked Stuart fair in the gob. I'm yes. oh, not in the gob. It was when it, he had the block. It, it, it was, was in the, the eye, near wasn't the eye, it? Near the eye. Um, blood started streaming as, as soon as it happens. LeBron's going to apologise, but Stuart was absolutely incensed, getting after him. Yep. He ended up, you know, coming back time and time again, trying to like after we thought it was dying down a little bit. He came back with even increased vigour. I think in one of one of the instances, he broke through like four or five tackles. Yes. Um, yep. Any NFL teams out there? Tom Brady, you need a guy to do some <laughs> heavy lifting for you. Stuart, your yes. man. Bloody oath. Um, but yeah, we saw down the sanctions uh, handed out. LeBron was suspended for a game. Uh, Stuart got two games just for escalating the issue. Now, I don't know. What do you reckon about this? LeBron getting one game and Stuart getting two based off what happened in terms of threatening to physically, you know, hurt the other person. I think it's ridiculous that Stewart only got two games. I think I would have thought that the NBA would be trying to stamp this kind of thing out, particularly after. And as much as I thought it was entertaining, most NBA fans would have thought it was entertaining. I'm just thinking from the NBA's perspective, they they would want to. I would have thought they'd want to hand down a harsher punishment than that. Not going to lie, I, th- I think I think in the start of the season we did something about things we'd like to see to improve the league. Yeah. I love it. This is this gets me jacked up. Oh. I love seeing it. So um, I think in terms of the sanctions handed out, it was probably uh, no, probably fair. Stuart maybe could have got another game. Uh, I think the league you probably could have got away with giving Stuart one game and LeBron none, maybe. Mm. Um, but I think the league kind of wanted to say to LeBron as well. You know, you 
you're the greatest, you might be the greatest of all time, but there are some parameters around what you can do and what you can't do. So LeBron's first game that he's missed via suspension as well, which is a huge stat given the longevity. And I think that kind of was almost a reason as to not give him a game. Like yeah. even like he went to apologize straight after the good records. The of. good record. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So he should have it's like a you know, a suspended sentence yes, or exactly. whatever the case. Yep. He could have maybe got away with it. But yeah, I tell you what, electric stuff there. Oh, I loved it. Um, now, here we go. I'm I'm starting to regret it somewhat now. Um, for any of you out there, guys, any new listeners, we've got a, a Daily Dribble Fantasy League going on. Yes. Um, now, you and I, Ro, we kind of got somewhat stooged up in our opening round. You and I, in the first round of selections, we got to draft right at the back end of the league. So we got stitched up a little bit. Yeah, we did. We I did. went with my number one pick, Dame Lillard, and... <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he had a shocking start to the season. Shocking start. And I ended up making a trade to bring in Bradley Bill and got rid of Dame. Yes. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, But, um, yeah, we knew it wouldn't last long. Dame is starting to heat up. We knew it wouldn't last long. Got put in the top 75 players of all time. Uh, he's up to 22.3 points. Blazers sitting at 10 and 9 at the moment. They're on the rise. They As are. is Dame, I expect that scoring to continue to uptick. But other Blazers, like we've seen a little bit over the last week or two more so, I, I said it at the start of the season, Chauncey Billups, they're ending a lot of games now. Nurkic on the bench and playing Larry Nance as that small ball five. Mm, and mm. I, th- I thought he was a wicked off-season signing. You know, he's not going to put up 20 points a game, but he's going to bring them a little more flexibility in their lineup. Yes. Uh, yeah. More of a def- defensive capable, more two-way ability. Sure. Um, and it just gives them a few more options. So... Now, I'm still not sold on Portland, but I like that Billups is experimenting with this. And Billups' IQ, like we saw it as a player, but we also know it as a coach and just as a person. His IQ is through the roof. I think Portland are so lucky to have him as the, as the head coach. And even yeah. though the start to the season probably hasn't got off to the way that they wanted to, I think there's still, there's still so long to go in this season. Say, 10 and 9 at the moment. They're currently playing the Warriors as we speak. Mm. Um a, but, a win against the Warriors, now that would put them in an upwards trajectory, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah, I feel like they're being so much worse. Yeah, so do I. Like I feel 10 like and 9, they're, they're yeah. above 500, you know, and yet we're all pretty much, you know, written them off completely. Yeah, exactly right. Bizarre. But I think when you've got high caliber talent on your team and you're not within the top five teams, six teams in the yeah. league, you, you start to question how good of a year Absolutely. it's actually been. So, no, they're on the way up. They look all right. Another team that I think we're underrating slightly, and I think a big part of their success, Luca's missed a bit of time, but the resurgence of KP, Porzingis. Oh, enormous. He has looked great. The Mavs are currently fourth, sitting at 10 and 7. But I th- I think like if they can get Porzingis playing the way he is, you get Luca back to you know a near MVP level, which we know he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. We think he's Mount Rushmore by the end of his career, the top player oh, yeah. under twenty four years old. Bleacher Report, get one of them up, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, like yes, they yeah. are a team that I think has been underrated. Oh, absolutely, and I think many people based off there was very high expectations for the Mavs when they knew how good Luka Doncic yeah. was going to be, um, but then when they sort of didn't perform as well last year and probably over the last few years, people, including myself, they sort of forgot about the Dallas Mavericks a little bit. They didn't put them. And they in, do feel like a forgotten team. Yeah, don't they? they do. And now that they've sort of just poking their we're, heads we're up. still here yeah um i think they've been they've been really good to start this season and obviously it doesn't it's not surprising that that coincides with the unicorns you know he's yeah. back he's, he's back. back well could you see a world in which they make the nba let's say the the conference finals oh i won't say finals i say the conference finals like are they <sighs> that quality of a team do you think or is do it you know, the thing is with when you've got a player like and I know you need more players than, yeah. than just the one player, but I feel like Luka Doncic is a guy, and we've seen guys like this in the in the NBA history who are so good that they can carry their team further than further than other players can carry carry their respective teams. So yeah. I think he's definitely one of those players. And I I don't know if it'll be this year, but throughout the course of Luka Doncic's career, I reckon the Mavs will have some sort of success. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I like where they're at at the minute. You know, I love. I think uh, Brunson. Is yes, one of the yep. best Jaylen. best sixth men in the league. Having a backup point guard like that, he's been starting a little bit here and there, is phenomenal. I think it really is reliant on health. Yes. If you can keep Doncic healthy, keep KP healthy. You know, Doncic isn't really quite in that top form that we're accustomed to seeing him mm. at. You know, he's missed a bit of time. 
even physically, he's not looking in his best shape. Yeah. But that kind of bodes well. Like he'll work does, into yeah. that as the season progresses. Um, but yeah, you know, sitting at fourth day under the radar a little bit. So oh, another absolutely. team that yeah. quite excited to see how they go, and I think interest will peak in them again pretty shortly. For sure. Another note here: a team that again being slept on. It seems to be the theme of this. It does. The Brooklyn Nets, a top of the conference, top of the Eastern Conference, yet it kind of came from nowhere. Like for, for me as well, I kind of feel like you know they've dropped a few easy games. They've not been playing that great. And yet here they are. They're a game or two clear on top of the East. And what I've loved, in Joe Harris's absence, yep. Paddy Mills stepping up into the starting five oh. and really complimenting KD well. Harden starting to round into a bit mm. better form. We knew his slump wasn't, you know, going to last as long somewhat like Dame. Mm. But they're mm. a team that, you know, it's, again, the, the wheels are starting to turn. They're building a bit of momentum. It's, uh, How has a team like the Brooklyn Nets gone under the radar? <laughs> That's got, what I'm wondering. It's so bizarre, and I know exactly what you mean because I was so shocked to see how well they've actually, like how high they were on the standings. That's there. Like the Suns, isn't it? That slow yes. start, yeah. And we kind of almost forgot about them yeah. a little bit, even after half a dozen games. Yet they've been winning, 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 ticking away. And, and you mentioned our boy before, Paddy Mills. I think their success in large part coincides with how he's performing because. Yep. Started the year off really hot, then went through a really cold period, and the Brooklyn Nets were sort of just plateauing a little bit. But he's been really good lately, and they've gone on the upwards trajectory, and he's been so important for them. Would you bench Joe Harris when he comes back and keep Paddy Mills? Let let Harris be that shooter off the bench. It's an interesting question, up. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I pre- to be honest, I prefer Paddy off the bench. I yep. think he suits the bench more. But in saying that, goodness me, he's been really impressive for them, and he's yep. a. He's a lighthouse scorer. When he gets into that Olympics mode, which I was we've just seen, about to say as well, yeah, he's looking boomers, very reminiscent of Boomer's oh, Daddy. Oh, he's, he's, he must watch. He's so good. The Knicks. My last point here, the Knicks. Now, again, they were top of the conference after a few games, and we were, woo, all, all aboard the Knicks train. Knocked off the Celtics. Yes. We had the bing bong. The, the, Nick, the, the <laughs> Knicks bong. fans were going absolutely bananas, and it yep. was awesome. Come back to earth as well a little bit now. But it really... What's been their big fall, I guess, has been their starting five. Their starting five has, I guess, kind of been horrendous. Their backup, their their reserves are the ones keeping them in games and keeping them afloat, but their starting five hasn't quite clicked yet. No. So my question is, where do we see the uh, the Knicks, should I say? Like, they finished fourth last season. Yep. What now, like, we kind of recalibrate a little bit after 15 to 20 games. Like, what? Because I start to see them now, their ceiling maybe being... Eighth, an eighth seed, and that's partly mm-hmm. due to what I've seen from them, and partly some of the other teams. Like I expect the Hawks to come up, the Bucks to rise, yep. the Celtics even. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Where, where do you feel about the Knicks at the moment? Well, I, I think last year certainly, as as great it was, as it was to see the New York Knicks back in you know championship contention, really, <laughs> like they <laughs> were they were funny to say. it's so funny to to say. But I think last year they definitely overexceeded and they were riding for a long time yeah. off their own momentum, and they knew that they sort of felt like they were back, and the city was behind them. Yeah. This year, I sort of feel like they're sort of falling back down to earth a little bit, like they're. Uh, I, I don't even know if I consider them a, a, a top eight team at the end of the year, yeah. to be honest. And that's yep. that's quite bizarre to think, given the fact that they played so well last year. But I look at the players on their team, and apart from Julius Randle, I don't have very much faith in, in the remainder of, of the players on that team, to be perfect. I honest. had high hope for their off-season acquisitions in Fournier and Kemba. Kemba's I've, been so disappointing. He is. A lot. It's just unbelievable. Like, I really thought, right, increased ball handling. They, what was their undoing last season in their, you know, their playoff shambles to the Hawks? Was their event, offense? Yes. Yep. Um, and I thought by bringing in these proven scorers, they might, you know, fare better. But it's just not there. They just can't get things to click. And, again, another team, I think, especially with the fans they've got that rely so heavily on momentum. Yep. You know, it started off really promisingly. Oh, got it this time, promise. No, you got, got it, it you got it. But, um, you know, it's just not quite there. <laughs> no, it's not. So, I agree, I think. So, so just to sum that up, where at the end of the year, where do you see them Where do you see them finishing? Do you see them as a playoff team anymore or have you seen enough this year to suggest that, yeah, not confident that they're even going to make the playoffs? 
Could be a oh, playing team, really. Playing. I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say eighth at the moment. Eighth. Yep. Um, I'm not ready to quite drop them down to that nine, ten range, mm. but I think they're really going to have to battle. Yeah. And they're really, especially that starting five. Tibbs needs to, you know, get something happening, and that mm. might be a case of Fournier going to the bench, um, seeing mm. quickly back in the starting lineup, or just tinkering with a few yeah. things now. And I think now's the time to do it. They still need to get wins to keep in yep. touch. Like they're they're still their record's still certainly serviceable. Mm. Like there's no doubt about that. But you don't want to lose too much ground in this stacked East. I tell you what, Nick. After after the New York Knicks' success last year, their yeah. fans would have been given the biggest case of blue balls if they fell outside <laughs> the eight this year. If like they dangling the carrot, over it the really dog, isn't is. It? Like it's they they've got that close away, yeah. and they. Uh, who knows? Like they, they, we really don't know where they'll finish, but they haven't been impressive really this to start the season so far. Mate, I tell you what, this season it, there is so much to like about it. Um, just one more point from me: a Lakers fan, they're struggling. Like they're yes, struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've lost count now of how many goddamn games my heart can't take any more of watching them. No, going to OT, the Pacers the other day, it took LeBron a couple of big threes some just magic from him to get them over the line against the Pacers. Like, they... I, I am semi-worried now, and I thought it was going to be the case with the talent they've got. Right, well, whatever happens, could finish 10th, it doesn't matter. We'll roll into yep. the playoffs, play in, and that talent will, will prevail, you know. We've got arguably the greatest of all time, AD, who's phenomenal, Westbrook, la di da di da and it'll all be good, but... I tell you what, my heart... I've aged 10 years in the last <laughs> month or two because yes, they it's... just can't put teams away and they're making games so much harder than they need to be like going to OT against the Spurs yep. the Pacers you know teams like this they should just be waxing yeah and the, the I think the commentators I, I was watching one of the Lakers games throughout the week and they were right in saying that the Lakers seem to just be playing a lot of iso ball, which is yeah. really not boding well with them in terms of wins so far this season. Damn Westbrook! Westbrook, I, I, I love, I Christ. love Westbrook. He is honestly, even before he came to the Lakers, yep. one of my favourite players in the league. Like I love the way he plays with his athleticism and tenacity. Just yep. But damn it, man! Like I was watching the other day, which game was it? The Pacers game or one of these games? And just. Why is he taking threes in the last few minutes? Why I think we're he... watching this one together, and he he kept pulling up for jumpers. And get he kept rid of the ball, man! Yes, like yeah. you, I want to see you just play, make drive in, and kick it out to exactly the, like we've right. got Ellington, we've got you know Monk, all these shooters, even LeBron. His three point stroke as he's gotten older, wicked, love it. But damn it, just you are not the shooter. On that you're team. not the shooter, <laughs> man, and it's just so infuriating because there are the pieces there for this to be a phenomenal team, yet they're just not playing like it. No, exactly right. I'm a little bit concerned. It is a bit concerning. Just going back to that Pacers game, though, I don't think... I can... LeBron has had so many great games in his career. Yeah. That was one of the all-time superhuman efforts to get them over the line because yeah. if it wasn't for LeBron and a few of those late three-point... Yeah. And that was... Fairly deep as well. That's a bonus right in the grill. Just that, like, that step back to the left, like yeah. it just kind of on the corner, just to the left of the, the top of the key there. Uh, not the top of the key, the top of the three. Yeah. Um, he is really, that's his spot. Like yeah. he is, his three-point stroke in the last season or two, maybe it's because he's a little bit older, he doesn't want to get in and take as much contact, yes. understandable. Yep. His three-point game, it really is just, it come along in leaps and bounds and it's not something... We're being that like he knocks them down. He's yeah, across his exactly. career, but yeah, he's really hitting it with some consistency now, which is nice to see. Oh, it is. No, he was taking so, the piss, taking the piss. Absolutely, <laughs> well Westbrook's the taking the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah. um, and yourself, I was a Celtics fan, just to stop on them. There, yeah. I think I need to check the scores, but I think they gave up a seven point lead in the last few minutes to the Spurs. Another team again. You know, <sighs> it's just these like we should be winning these games, and they're just making things so much harder. Than what they should be, and it's the Celtics. It's, 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 it's a strange one. I'm just checking the scores score, just yeah. to make sure. Yeah, we we went down against the Spurs by eight, which isn't ideal. It's and, and well, we, well less than ideal. Well, so far from ideal, and also went down against the Nets, but that was sort of to be expected. Yeah. Celtics are so, so frustrating this year because we've shown glimpses. We went through yeah. a tiny bit of a hot streak just before that yep. Nets game. Yep. Looked like we were sort of on the way back up, and then we back lose against teams who. We should really be winning against. We mentioned it the other week with Golden State. The best teams in the league beat the teams who they should beat. And it sounds simplistic, but it's true. All you can do each night is play the team that's in front of you. Exactly right. And the Celtics, they're they're frustrating. Same with with you and the Lakers. It takes years away from your bloody life and we need better. You look at the standings across like 
for, for your Celtics, my Lakers. Yes. And yeah. our third little mate here, little compatriot, Lee with the Hornets after he signed his contract. <laughs> Who's the real winner now? Who's laughing at the minute? You know, things can change so quickly in the NBA. But they can. Yeah, damn. I'm glad he's not here because, you know, they just got a big win against the Wolves today. Did Things they are, really? Oh, yeah, okay. riding high. So, um, yeah, we need to, our teams need to pull their finger out of their rectums and start, start sorting thought, it out. Would have thought so, yes. Mate, massive episode today. Huge a lot episode. of good stuff. NBL and NBA, the content is flowing. As of next week, by the time we record next week, the NBL season will have officially tipped off. Just quickly, mate, you and I, I, I can't remember the last time I had them on. Both rocking the shorts today. Beautiful day down here in Hobart, Tasmania. Blue skies. We are four days away from summer kick-starting. Do you not feel better? Oh, it just feels so so much better. I wish you could see the day out there, guys. It's absolutely incredible. Even, uh, you probably can't see it too well in the camera, shaved the legs for the occasion. Oh, I'm you shaved the legs? Yeah, oh. mate, fresh this morning. I, uh, Jeez, I yeah, thought you were a bit yeah. more aerodynamic, aerodynamic as you were coming through today. Absolutely. It's a, it's a big undertaking. And uh, yeah, You ever shaved the legs? Oh, I shaved it once, and it was this—it was sort of a never again thing for yeah. me. Just a few too many scars, and just the regrowth as well. Not, Mate, not a huge fan of that. I, um, you know, I hate it. Like I, I do it because I, I got a bit of a tan, and I, I, I think my legs look better when I do it, and I, feel, I always Same. feel nice and fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look there at the color. Go. Look at that color, central. Jeez. <laughs> Mate, you just turn red, don't you? But <laughs> I, it sucks. Yes. Like the day later, I do a real good job, and it takes a while. The day later, it's prickly again. It's like what? This sucks. Oh, no, it's not I don't know it, why I bother, but, you know, you do what you do. You're an athlete, though. An yeah, athlete mate. shaved their legs. So. And that's it, taping. Taping as well. Oh, yes. Notorious yeah. shoulder troubles. Like, for anyone out there, I've dislocated my shoulder. It's popped out probably a dozen times now. Um, Had to carry your team one too many times. Yeah, the, the, the shoulders are Yeah. But, like, I, I don't bother anymore because I just put it back in. But used to get the taping, and it was the worst thing getting the underarm hairs. Ooh. Oh, and no, the, like strapping tape is a bitch. It is. It, it is. sucks. It hurts so much. And like I'd try and be get get it off, and I'd be in tears. Yeah, so, bloody oath. Um, it's not, it's not, doesn't tickle, does it? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. But the razor, I, I used a fresh one this morning. Yes, like, it was like a real elite blade, and it just tore my legs to shreds. Oh, no, no. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know if I'll venture might just back need to it. let it let it grow out. Just. Be natural. El natural. El natural. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're a real man's man. Just the way God made you. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Guys, we have loved it today. Ro and I, we've held down the fort. Um, load management. Our Kawhi Leonard of the team, Lee, will be back fit and firing, I would assume, next week. Yeah, the fun guy should the be fun back. Guy, yeah, the fun yeah. guy, indeed. But yeah, I've, I've... Well, last time you and I did an episode, it was during our COVID lockdown here in Tasmania. Yes. We did it via Zoom, but... Uh, Back today, uh, the first time you and I have done it sitting on the couch next to each other. Oh, got a bit I've got a room. It's nice. Yes, yeah, spread out and let it all hang yeah, free. No, no, it's been a great episode. Look, really looking forward to the NBL yep. this season. Yep. Looking forward, I guess for me more so than you, because you've been into it for a little while now. Yep. Getting into it a bit more than I have, and it's fun. Like I know, like any league, after a couple of weeks, you get to know some of the players, some of the faces, what to watch out for, and yes. these names start becoming embedded in the brain yes and like yep. once that happens you'll love it so much more and um to have our own team as well it's uh, just extra incentive wicked. to tune in to to you know as many games as possible so said it quite a few times during the episode guys i do really really implore you check out the nbl we're going to speak a lot more about it let us know if you want to hear more nbl talk more nba let us know what you guys like we are the people's champions here and we <laughs> provide what the people want yes yep. um so guys we're certainly looking forward to it it all kicks off next week We'll be here, the three of us, back in action. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. It's, I'm, I am uh, working on the TikTok. I'm, I'm not a TikTok guy, but I'm trying to wrap my brain around it a little bit more. It's just about content, I reckon. Content, but we also it. want good content as well. Content. We don't want to be dishing, dishing the fans out with the rubbish. So absolutely. So be sure to follow that. It, it is on the way. It is on the way. So a lot to look forward to. Big announcements coming. We love it. Good stuff. Let's go enjoy the sun. Till next week, guys. Love you. Bye.